Welcome to Stop, Pack, and Roll, a podcast about standing in a 10-foot-wide hallway and never letting anyone past you. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we talk about my work on a high-flying, high-fantasy game, Sudoku and $50 watches. Maybe you have Rad Crawl and then like Rad Legacies. <laughs> well, so or so one of them Rad Crawl would be the one that has the legacy. Yeah. Uh the the other game that I'm kind of looking at now is a little bit more of a just a traditional uh fantasy role playing game. Maybe Rad Rad Legends. Oh yeah. Rad Rad Stories. Yeah. Rad Extended Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, These cold uh, opens, I know yeah. that you're trying to do them. It feels so <laughs> weird that we introduce ourselves before the cold open. No, it's so good though. It's so weird because we're like, hi, I'm Brandon. This is what we're talking about in a sophisticated way. And then it's just like, <laughs> and now we're pretending like you don't know what the topic is. Yeah. Well, well, because they've read the I mean the title doesn't tell them anything ever. Yeah, they know, but we don't. But we don't. <laughs> So okay. here we are, middle of the episode. Um, we this we are not recording the middle of the episode first. We always record the middle of the episode first. We're, we're and not then when we have some idea, so that we can know what to pretend not to know, we go back to the beginning. And exactly, record the beginning, and then we record the end. That's how it's always worked. That's what can I tell been. you? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, the, the callbacks we make in the first half of our recording to the second half of the recording that hasn't happened yet. Yep. We just call back to r- random things. And then have and to then, come up with a way to make it work. Yeah. I mean, really anything is a callback if you just say stuff and then later come back to it. Podcast to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, as you know, I've been working on a <laughs> fantasy game for a little while called Rad Crawl. It's kind of like a backburner project that has been me trying to work out how I can use PBTA style moves in a new way. It's just kind of been one of those games that like I think eats away at the back of your yeah. mind and like you, it's mm-hmm. hard to like really focus on it, but it's always there. Yeah, it started as me like writing down just as many buzzwords as I could and <laughs> thinking that that was very funny. Yeah. And then it just like grew and festered and became this like and you were like worm in my mind and you're and then at some point it was like oh this is this is maybe a good idea yeah and then i described it to vincent baker and he looked horrified yeah uh, that's how you know that's how you know it's good yeah yeah it's exactly if you're uh, if you're not horrifying well, someone if, not if vincent baker specifically but if you're not if you describe your game and you haven't horrified at least one person well then the prob- your game is evocative the problem is just that like i'm like this is a pbta game and he's like, oh, well. I can't tell you it isn't. <laughs> well, and that's his fault. <laughs> but let's not drag. No, Vincent Baker. was extremely kind, even as I was describing <laughs> like the most commercialized version of a product that you could possibly do with what he has. He and uh, McGay wonderfully created and gave to the indie story game community. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. So uh, where has it you're saying and so you're saying now it's not quite that though. Yeah. So it started out as a PBTA legacy roguelike arena dungeon, rad, roguelike arena dungeon, where you would have cards that slowly level up 
as you go through more and more runs and you have a deck that expands and you become more powerful that way. Yeah. And I love that idea still. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of logistical questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, card printing. Card art. printing. Yeah. Art. Uh, how many words can fit on a card? Which yeah. has proven to be really difficult because yeah. having like five interesting advancements and an interesting move with that's a lot of words that's a lot of words even without any fiction so like that has been a tough thing so i was like what if i try to create another game that hits some of these same desires i have for rad crawl Mm -hmm. and see how much overlap exists between the two and see which are the things that really catch my attention Red Crawl Origins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the first thing I did is I went, I am not going to make this a roguelike. Okay. And I'm not going to make this a legacy game. I'm going to go a more traditional tact for the like starting point of it. Right. Is it still a card game? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly not sure yet. Uh, definitely, like, I'm definitely taking a lot of inspiration from, like, 4th edition D&D that like having a card can be useful because you have yeah. a little move on it and you have some information on it and it's great to be able to like pick it up and look at it and have that whether that card is a literal card or mm-hmm. whether it's like printed in your book right okay uh but i'm also going like how can i make a fantasy game that actually appeals to me because there's like you know i don't want to play a fantasy game that's filled with awful bioessentialism stuff and i don't yeah, want to play yeah, a fantasy yeah. game that is like super 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 colonialist and like you know i don't want to play a game where it's like all right what's your quest kill 25 orcs yeah that's not great that's just it's not for me it's not my thing uh so i'm envisioning it like superheroes okay that's uh it seems really on brand yeah yeah kind of so i feel like high fantasy and superheroes are the same thing yeah isn't what i'm arguing so you'll play and like this this there's some like shadows of planescape in here okay that you're in a city you are a party of adventurers that work together you've got a party name and everything just Mm -hmm. like superheroes would uh and you get like opportunities for missions or opportunities for to stop some crime or things like that. And instead of being like this evil orc is here doing evil orc stuff, it's instead like, Hey, um, a necromancer just raised all of the dead and, uh, somebody should probably take care of that because otherwise we're going to have a zombie <laughs> problem. Yeah. Uh, and so like having it be more actiony in that way, I don't want to be spending time going like, okay, then you go across New Zealand. Uh, and like, I'm not going, oh, what random encounters there are. Like, it's very much trying to be focused on having the big event set pieces that are just like action hard hitting immediately. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of taking some like Mistborn inspiration and like a little that's bit a, of like good. lies of Loch Lamora and, uh, uh, Vlad Taltosh, uh, and kind of going like melding those together and saying, what if the high fantasy was superheroes with the coolest magical items in a city? 
is kind of my goal. Okay. You know how like when Pathfinder came out, all of the character art, everyone was like dripping with awesome looking magical items? Yeah. It's like that, but like if every single item on your character was something cool. And so the idea would be the cool stuff your character has is primarily the items you have on you. But you don't have a sword because a Mm -hmm. sword is boring. Yeah. You have a cool sword that has multiple abilities and does cool stuff all the time no matter what. Okay. I like that. Yeah. 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 So I wonder before I don't let me drag you like way off topic here. No. Yeah. Because I want to talk about this, but um, we are increasingly just a chatter podcast. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, and I also haven't actually read this article all the way through. All the way through, but I wonder if I'm like, I have a rough idea of this. Uh, I was talking, or I was reading, um, Jason Pitt was tweeting about OSR stuff, too. Okay. Um, and he linked me this art, or he was talking about hex crawls. Are you familiar with hex yes. crawls? Um, and I'm wondering if he, he linked me this article that I need to read uh, by Chris Katolik. Okay. Uh, and it's all about hex crawls and point crawls and it's the idea of like using it's like this big thing in osr hmm? do you mean to give you a primer yeah. on those things because i wonder i wonder if that isn't like because you're talking about you you're sorry this, because you were talking about exploring a city and i wonder if 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 it could be, if it should if be, it a, be a hex, hex crawl. crawl so what i want to we were joking before we got on the mic saying like is my game now an osr game because i've been recently making a big effort to start like getting myself informed about OSR. Uh, but I think actually this is not an OSR game. <laughs> like, but also, uh, um, you were talking about this. So this is the other thing that, that Jason, I'm, I'm like scrolling back through this yeah. Twitter thread because I think that there's something here because what Jason was talking about was also the idea that that mechanic of the hex crawl where you have like a hex yeah. and then there's like, some indication of like what the next hexes around you might be. And then as you move through them, you kind of adventure Um, and how that's kind of like interesting tech, but not necessarily always like if you could adapt that for a non map related function. um, And like, he was, and so he was talking about using it as a changing it from, it's what he said literally is changing it from exploring the wildernesses to exploring this place within a common cultural, that cultural identity. Or like exploring like societies and cultures and stuff. My That's... brain immediately went in a radically less highbrow way. Yeah, that I was like, oh my gosh, we're exploring a crime syndicate. Well, that too, yeah, right. Like, like that could be that could be rad. That could be interesting. Was said. <laughs> yeah, rad. Yeah, that has become just like a thing I syndicate. say. It's awful. Um, um. but so, so what a hex crawl is? If yeah. you are not familiar with it is it's basically a map covered with hexes. Mm -hmm. And the adventure of the game is largely related to exploring the world. And so you go from hex to hex, and each hex has information about stuff happening in other places. There may be an overall story. Lots Mm -hmm. of times this is done in module play, that there will be an overall story, but like a big part of the game is exploring hex by hex and going like, okay, what is here? The thing that is here is this. That means this is going to happen. That means this moves into this. And like you end up doing, you end up kind of almost mapping out the world as you go around it. Mm-hmm. And that can be done either procedurally. There's a lot of uh, procedural hex crawl setups or like people sell 
like filled out hex maps, some huh. of which are gorgeous and amazing. Yeah, that's interesting. Modules, <laughs> please bring back modules. Yeah, because I w- I was gonna say that 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 sounds like it's either like it sounds like either someone has d- spent a lot of time and effort and yeah. written up this whole map, and then yeah. what you're doing is kind of like as adventurers, you're traveling around the map, exploring different things, and you're maybe maybe there are stories through yeah. the map, but mm-hmm. you're not necessarily um hitting them in the right order yeah because i think that's what the point crawl is it's where you're kind of moving through a story so in a more direct way so the point crawl the way it's set up is that instead of going all right we're going to move north you say like from here you can go to the mountains or you can go to the jungle or you can go to the enormous 700 foot tall statue of an elf mm-hmm. and you care less about what there might be things that happen along that route. But the main thing that you're doing is going from spot to spot. It's a little bit like the D and D fourth edition, um, points of light concept. Okay. Uh, I have made, uh, a hex crawl before I've made a couple of hex Hmm. crawls. Uh, only one of them ended up being a game that we played more than like a couple sessions of, Mm uh, and we didn't play that with the, either of those with the core group. But yeah. uh, I also like a point crawl is kind of just like where you list out the important locations and then the players can go from location to location. It's it's a pub crawl, but points. Hmm. So if if a hex crawl is exploring a city. Yeah. A point crawl is knowing the locations in the city you would like to go to and going quickly from one to the next. Huh. That is interesting because that kind of gets back to man this is just like like this is i i feel like my brain is in a really like meta how do you construct a story kind of for a game <laughs> place because yeah. like that is is a very that gets back to our conversation about secrets yeah. and and like letting people know and letting people know things in advance and this and an idea that you would like as a group sit down and do as part of your like session zero, maybe even map out which pubs or whatever, like pub equivalents <laughs> that you wanted to go to. And then the story would be weaved between them. So that by the time the story was over, you knew you were guaranteed to hit all of them would be pretty cool. I mean, you could like sit down as a table and stick a piece of paper out there and say, Hey, what are the important place places in our world? Yeah. And just write down what those places are. And, like, especially if it isn't a session zero, even if you've got, like, a really high prep GM, they could take that home and, like, really dig into it. It's fun so, making a hex crawl. Those those things are a lot of fun to make. I want to <laughs> explain something to you. Yeah. That is going to be a, sound like a little bit of a tangent. Um, and it's going to loop back a around. A tangent from our tangent. A tangent from our tangent. And it will hopefully loop back around to this. So, I have been doing a lot of sudoku recently okay Um, and because i find sudoku very kind of soothing and relaxing and it's like it's a small small world small small scale problem that like you can solve um as Mm -hmm. opposed to the rest of our world is a hot which is a hot (laughs) mess of large scale problems that i can't do anything about um and so uh i discovered at some point that when I was looking into Sudoku solving techniques and stuff like that, that there are all of these like variants of Sudoku that okay. um, that make mo- add more puzzles and and stuff like that to it. Okay, and 
one of them that I find really interesting is called Thermometer Sudoku. Um, and the way that Thermometer Sudoku... Is you explore a hex grid. No. <laughs> um, although, we're getting there. We're getting oh, there. Oh, God. Um, so, Thermometer Sudoku is a... There are... It's it, You're still doing Sudoku like you would normally. Um, you're still putting together that, like, all those numbers and stuff. Um, but also, there are thermometers on the map. Basically, like, the old style where there's, like, a bulb and then a tube that comes out of it. Okay. Um, and, and you have to go from low to high along that tube? Yes. And so... <laughs> starting with the bulb the lowest the bulb has to be the lowest number and they don't have to be consecutive but every step along has to be in has to be higher than the one below it and so i as i was thinking about um hex grids i was thinking what if you so if you the gm have a hex map because i think that for me ideally the best solution is a procedural hex grid like hex thing okay um because i think doing all of the work to lay out all this stuff in advance is not super interesting to me as a person who is an adult and doesn't have a ton of time but is more <laughs> interested in the sort of the community but but i'm also more interested in the sort of communal storytelling of figuring this out as we go yeah you're not a lonely fun guy yeah um and no shade on lonely fun um and but so if you had a so if you had a hex hex grid and it had some thermometers on them. Okay. On it. Um, and so you knew that. So if you, so you the GM see that. Okay. Because you know where these thermometers are, perhaps. Yeah. And the players don't. Or like zones. Or yeah. But I but so like my thought process is if every thermometer is a story. From okay. beginning to end. So the like the bulb, mm. bu- the lowest number is like the intro to the story. Like if you get to the bulb, it's like, it's a guy in a tavern saying, gee, there's a necromancer out there who's causing yeah. a lot of mischief. Could you go solve that? And if you get gee to willikers. the top of the bulb, <laughs> gee willikers, and, it, and if you get to the top of the, the, the bulb, like the top of the thermometer, it's the necromancer. Yeah. And so maybe if you're moving around, but there's no, but in the way that there's another thing going on, like right. Sudoku, or like you're just, exploring you might come into that story in the middle and then they would point you in the direction of the next the next hex or or it wouldn't like you'd have to explore like you'd have Mm. to you might move on to another hex and either know that like you have to figure out if you i guess i don't know how i want to implement that because do you want the the players to see the the thermometer and know that that one direction or the other is them following the story (laughs) and then you would know as the gm to like ramp up the story or ramp down the story depending on which way they're going well you could also do things where like you come to some place in the middle and they tell you like oh to the south things have been destroyed by the necromancer i hear the necromancers in the north and then, like, even just having, like, a vague direction. Because that's kind of how hex crawls sort of work. Yeah. Is you get directions from things. And they don't necessarily go, like, hex after hex after hex. Mm-hmm. You can have a thing that you're in. I'm going to talk in more, like, uh, square terms rather than hex terms because square terms are easier. Yeah. But you could get a thing that you pick up something in 2, 2A and have to drop it off at 8, 8H and then go mm-hmm. back to c4 i but i i kind of i kind of like the idea that also if you have a rough idea of so if you hit if you come into something in the middle then you have a rough idea of which direction the story went um, yeah 
you might say, okay, well, I feel like we know enough about what's going on. There's a necromancer. So we're just going to go. Let's just go after him. And then we'll later we'll loop back. And if we get back to that tavern, we'll let them know we solved the problem of the necromancer. Right. Or maybe you want to go there first and get the full story. Get some information, maybe get like a weapon that will help you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That could be interesting. I'll be honest. I feel like that is almost coolest done as just a hex crawl. Yeah. You know, like having like, like either you picking up a published hex crawl or making one yourself, it could, you could do it that way, you know? Because hmm. it basically yeah. is like that. Mm-hmm. You just, you know. Also, there's just a thousand other things on the grid that yeah. are interesting stuff you might see. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, that, I think that's what I like about it is that there's, there are, and then, and then obviously if you had a real full grid, you'd have a bunch of different, maybe I am the kind of person who just wants to prep these things. You might be, honestly. <laughs> like, um, I, so I used to do a thing where I would set my music on random and roll like, I think I've made a hundred hex grid and just like rolled a D hundred, listened to a song and came up with something that reminded me of that song or that was like kind of based on mm. the process of that song and stuck it in that grid and then rolled again. <laughs> and like, that is a way that you can do it. It can be a story or it can be, like the world is just an exploration and either one is yeah. totally legit. One of the things that I, and just, sorry, my brain is still thinking about these because the other thing that I need to, that I think is important about these thermometers in this thermo, thermometer Sudoku is that they often will split or like okay. the bulb will be in the middle and then branch out in two different directions. And so you might have stories that do the same thing. Totally. And, and you'd have to choose which branch or decide to go off on some other direction and explore something. Yeah. And I mean, you could make a hex, a hex game that has, 20 long plots in it yeah you know like there's nothing wrong with doing it that way so let's get back to (laughs) let's get let's unwind through all of our tangents i don't Uh, think that this is a hex grid (laughs) okay so um i tell me about i I don't want it to be an exploration game okay i want it to be a going and being an awesome hero game yeah like kind of in the way that masks is like that it isn't okay how do you get to the location it's mm-hmm. we want to be at the location you're there yeah that's probably how you get away from some of that like colonialism part of of D, where it's no longer you just sort of exploring and then being like yeah. well this dungeon i found is now mine and all the gold inside of it is mine yeah and more like go ahead and kill all the people that live here and take yeah. their gold and more like the i'm gonna go to this place and meet all the people in this town and then if they have a problem and i can solve it i'll help them yeah, that's kind of like a almost like dogs in the vineyardy sort of yeah. way. But that also has like some yeah. major paternalism things going on. Yeah. Um with this, I'm talking about like you're in the city. Like you are yeah. not going somewhere else. You are the defenders, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so what I'm having fun with doing is trying to create a setup that you have like a character, right? They exist. Yeah. But that the focus of your abilities is on your items. It's because it, it's that that those are the things that let you do the cool stuff. It's the stories about yeah. your past. It's the exactly. And so, like, what I'm kind of trying to do is make it so that you, like, because Bilbo and Frodo are plenty interesting, right? Mm-hmm. But like, Sting is super interesting. Yeah. And like, so kind of what I'm going is like, what if we just say, okay, every item that you use is a cool item. 
we would not talk about this item. You would not have stats for the item if it weren't a cool item. Sure, yeah. And so, like, here's, like, an example. You might have a spear. This is one that I made before. This is the Spear of the Shattered Moon Pass. It is literally a spear you could choose at level one. You just go, I want this one. And each weapon, each item, I think, is going to have three moves associated with it. Okay, that's a lot of moves. It's a lot of moves, but they tend, they're going to be some of their, they're more simplistic moves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're definitely like more simplistic moves, things that are like more directly mechanically related or more purely narrative. Like they, they don't try to hit both of those things. So a spear and then form spear, any spear that there is will have this move. When you attack foes with close range, they must take strength damage to return an attack. So if someone's attacking with a sword, you're using a spear. They have to take strength damage if they want to attack yeah. you back. Super easy, right? Every single spear in the world has that. Okay. Uh, purpose, defense, spend a fury to defend someone from damage. Fury is just kind of a, currency. you know, currency. Okay. I don't know if it's going to stay called fury, but that's what it gotcha. is for now. Yeah. yeah. And then enchantment. Uh, enchantment is the one where it's something weird and it's non-mechanical. Okay. So for this one, it's enchantment is when you hold a 10-foot pass, none may pass as long as you live. So if you're <laughs> standing in a hallway, you've got your standard, you're ready in it, no one can pass you, period. That's cool. And so, like, that is just, in default, level one, mm-hmm. one of your items. And, like, at level one, you probably have approximately one item. Yeah. But... No one can argue it, right? Like, it's not like you have to make a roll. It's not Mm -hmm. like if your strength is high enough. If you are in a small hallway, if you're in a small space, you can hold it until you are dead. Okay. Which might not be that long at level one. Which might, yeah, at level one, that might not be that long. But, like, that you can stay, like, you know, that means you can have, like, your heroic character that's fighting off an army, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm still working out like kind of what sort of information it, you would need to have on any individual move. But the idea is that like, I want to make these super heroic characters that are doing super cool things every single time they do a super cool thing. Anytime yeah. they do anything, they're doing yeah. something cool. People have told me that it's anime-ish. I don't know bit. anime well enough, but <laughs> it might it's, be. It's all... it. it the thing that it reminds me of is the um the there's there's a thing in fate about yeah. how like your character is a character who is a cool guy like a cool person who does something and yeah. like if they weren't a cool character who was like proactive and engaged in the story, they wouldn't be a character in fate. They'd be, right. they might be a character in a different game, but because like they are fate characters are the types of characters who achieve things and take their, their world into their own hands. And so like that, that, that feels to me very similar to the, this wouldn't be a mechanical weapon if it was just a regular spear. Yeah. And so like my, my thinking with it is that, is that you have this, you have basically one ability that is just very like D and D. Like it's like you get a bonus, you do more damage, you yeah. avoid damage, you block. Just have like a simplistic thing that you went. I wanted to have a shield 
so I would have higher armor. Yeah. Uh, you have one thing that lets you use your currency for something cool and pretty mechanical. And you have one thing that is just like, you have full narrative control when I hand you this. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I made another one uh, that was at uh, Emily Booz's request. The Bondmate bands. Oh, that's why you were doing that. That's why I, I was make doing the connection, that. huh? Yeah. So the form is leather straps tied around the palm. They give a plus one to attempts to resist being disarmed. Very simplistic. Purpose is bonding. Fury spent for team bonuses is doubled. I have no idea what that means. But theoretically, <laughs> you can assist people in some way, yeah. right? Uh, and then the enchantment is they can be attuned to each other. So as long as someone else also has Bondmate bands, uh... And they, people involved love each other, then if you're holding hands, you cannot be parted by any force. Oh, I like that a lot. And so, like, that has yeah. some very obvious things of, like, oh, someone is falling from a cliff. I grab their hand. Yeah. There's no, like, do they slip? You have no, their hand. Can't. Yeah. Period. And if one of you has a spear and you're standing in a hallway, you can't be parted and no one can pass you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so, like, just having lots of items like that mm -hmm. and just going like yeah hey this is a game where you have to come up with magic items constantly and like every time you do an adventure someone should leave with a magic item yeah 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 and then like you just get cooler that hits a lot of the same um things that i like about truths in uh princess world in princess world yeah where like you have uh, a sword that can cut through anything mm -hmm. and it's and that's that's not a it's not a highly mechanical thing, but it's very evocative and yeah. and it drives a story. And I think that I think I, I, I like the mindset that you've gone through where like you have the one thing you spend currency on the one thing that's just extremely evocative and the one thing that's like the mechanical simplest. It's a spear. So it should do this. It's a it's a it, yeah. So you always yeah. get that like you always get the basic level thing, but also you have that building list of evocative actions and currency yeah. sinks that you can do cool things with. I and like I it a think, lot. so like, basically my thinking is the form gives you something that is always useful, but isn't necessarily super interesting because mm -hmm. it's going to be reused on a dozen different things, right? Yeah. Like every spear is going to have that. Yeah. The purpose is something that allows you to do a cool thing if you're able to spend currency. Mm-hmm. And the enchantment is something that you're able to do a cool thing if you're able to set it up narratively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good because I think there are, there is a, there's a thing in, especially board games uh, suffer from this a lot where they, that have like these kinds of equipment where you'll yeah. get the higher tier equipment and it'll have some cool evocative statement of of or ability mm -hmm. or whatever but then it doesn't have that like base level like okay this is cool <laughs> i i have this this shield and it lets me surf on water but also it doesn't function as a shield and give me experience it doesn't give me a yeah. bonus to my defense and that yeah. feels like like feels kind of not the best Ooh, because it's a, it's a plus two shield instead of a plus one shield yeah um and so basically the idea is in the game you wouldn't necessarily be getting more you wouldn't be getting way more like power level powerful. Mm -hmm. You'd be getting a lot more option powerful, which I think is yeah. more interesting to me. Yeah, because 
a sp- like so you would have like a slow creep of of power in yeah. the form of those base level actions but mm-hmm. but also once you sort of have like depending on how many slots if you're sticking with like like yeah there's there's sort of a narrative limit to the number of items you can hold perhaps but like <laughs> if you assume that like every character kind of holds on to five things as yeah. an example i don't know if that's true but then no like clue. you'll slowly like hit that and then probably level off in power yeah. and the the like enchantment level things will give you cool new narrative things to do but yeah. I, I like i kind of dig the idea that all of them all of the purpose type things the the the, the currency sinks yeah might you even just use the same or a couple different currencies yeah and so then like that's like that's also a limiting factor because you're not getting more currency. Yes. You're just have you have now have more things to spend it on. Yes, so yeah, exactly. like an advancement of choice. I like that a lot. And so then, like there might, if there are playbooks, there probably will be. I am yeah writing a fantasy game. It's going to be classes. Uh, then like maybe you have maybe you choose a class and it's like oh I have more, I have more points for fury or this is how I refresh fury or this is how I get more. Um. And like, so maybe, maybe you decide to do stuff like that, or maybe you go a different route that gets you more ability to play with, uh, with your fictional positioning. Hmm. Did you, I'm just going to go down a thought, uh, another (laughs) random tangent. This is like my listening to this game and then having random thought tangents. Um, did you engage with any of the conversation that we had in discord about team moves and masks where we i saw it i'll admit it was too much content for me to catch up with that's fair yeah we went and i was like i don't understand the end point for it and so i didn't go back to understand it the thing that i wanted and, and this is why i think this is i think that this might be interesting tech that i would like to see in in this version of Radcrawl mm-hmm. Origins, um, <laughs> or whatever that, you're calling it, that's what I should. I should just call it Radcrawl Origins with no explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing that I wanted was uh, team is very team. So team and masks is uh, is a thing that I have a bone to pick with. But it's very <laughs> really it's, yeah. It's very um. I I, f- I hyper focused in a conversation with Scott Pilgrim, uh, uh, not Scott Pilgrim, Scott uh, Paladin, um, a conversation about what about it bugged me. And part okay. of what bugged me specifically was how reactive it was. Okay. You can't do, or you can't do in a mechanically supported way, the like, uh, I'm going to throw Wolverine into into the, into the fight thing. Like, right, there's nothing different for that. There's nothing different for that. You can retroactively say, if Wolverine attacks needs but doesn't quite hit 10 or it hits like rolls a six you can spend team and say well what if we let's let's retcon that and say i threw you into combat and that's or, a cool moment or you could say i threw you into combat and then when the gm asks says like all right you got a six you say i threw him into combat i was helping him yeah and so what we were looking for is a way to do proactive teamwork or even so i guess the other thing was was actually what we came up with was that some gms might say okay well if you're gonna throw wolverine into combat to do this fastball special you rolled unleash your powers to to overcome that obstacle of getting him there safely yeah and then he'll roll an attack but that doesn't feel yeah. like teamwork to me that feels like two separate actions two separate actions and so the thing that we came up with was this concept of you might ha- everyone has a team action or a team move cool. where okay. um you might have you basically have like the top half of a move 
and the bottom half of the move. And so if you and I are going to do a team move, we'll use, and it's my, I'm initiating it. I'll say, let's do this thing. And we use the top half of my team move and the bottom half of your team move. It might be like, I, I can't, I'm not going to go look it up because it's deep in the, in the discord. Although I do recommend yeah. going back there, but it'd be like, if I'm the Nova, then we'll roll plus, uh, I think we were, I think we decided it was like roll plus conditions. Uh, no, it was, it was roll, roll plus one for every burn you spend. Okay. And then whatever. And then, so that, so whatever, whatever team move you do, it's always roll plus burn you spend. Okay. Um, with some other like narrative descriptors and then whatever the, the other person is, you use the bottom half of their move, which is then resolves some action. And so any, and they're designed to kind of like co- combine in any number of yeah. uh, anyone's top move could go with the bottom of anyone else's move. And I wonder if you couldn't do that with some items where you have like, um, I don't know where that would fit as a, it would probably be more of a purpose type uh, yeah, move I slot. Probably. Um, I mean, also, that is, this is a thing I came up with and started doing. Yeah. Nothing is written in stone. Um, I just like this idea of being able to proactively say, hey, let's you and I work together. Yeah, and, I like that too. And having like, and then if, because oh, also that would give you, if you did it in this way, focused on items it gives you that cool moment in the end of some power rangers episodes where they sort of crudely slam all their weapons together and now that's a big cannon and they fire it yes that's exactly what i was going for it yeah. was it was kind of vlad taltosh and mistborn you were, and you were reaching and power, for power rangers, rangers right the end of some power rangers episodes where they smash all their weapons together and make a bazooka that's exactly yeah. what i'm going for yeah. i don't know that's just my that's my thought. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you if you put your spear on top of my uh, shield and then spin it functions as some kind of a compass or something like that? Like, how do we combine our items? That in interesting could be ways? super interesting. I mean, like you could do some stuff like um, you could do some stuff like some buddy uh, like Diablo style games do that. It's like, oh, this is a weapon set. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. have two things from this set, then you can do X thing. If you have three things from this set, you can do Y thing. Um, although I think that does get into problems if we have, if you have a pretty unlimited yeah. set of items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So that's, that's that. That sounds like a very cool system, though. I like where that's gone. Thank you. I would still like to see it be card-based at some point. I would love for it to be card-based. I'm, I'm torn because this has made it a thing that there needs to be so many items. Did yeah. You, did you play a lot of 4th edition or not really? Uh, not much. I okay. read a lot of 4th edition, but I, and I listened to a podcast that was 4th edition. Did you read the book that's just like, just items? It's just uh, items. So. Oh my gosh. So the reason that I keep bringing up 4th edition is not because I'm like, just obsessed with it. It's because it had a lot of magic items that were written out in like a very formulaic way. And there was a really big mm-hmm. expectation that as a character, you would get magic items and you'd be able to even choose magic yeah. items. And so, like, you could spend some time, like, theory crafting out what items you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the GM is, like, really recommended that you give people the items they want. Yeah. Which, uh, God, I love that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. on board for it. Um, But so, like, that meant that they ended up having a couple books that were just basically a catalog of magic items Hmm. 
because they had like items of different levels. So like, you know, you would have a, if I'm remembering correctly, you'd be like, oh, here's this sword. It's a level three sword. Here's the sword again as a level seven sword. Here's it again as a level 14 <laughs> sword. And so like you would look through it. You go, to, oh, I'm a level 14 character. I want this sword. And it's so like, I think this is the kind of thing where it would make sense for you to say, hey, here are 30 new items. And that would be like legitimate content that could be interesting to people. Uh, that said, uh, you know, indie games and content and expandable content for indie games. Uh, but but I, I think that there's some interest in that, but it makes it harder if it's cards. Like it would be great to think, oh, people will people will buy these cards and but like mm. if you're really playing and you want your game to be significantly different from people, in an ideal world you can go online and go like, oh, James made these cards, Elizabeth made these cards, and just add them into your game easily. And cards don't do yeah. that. Yeah. I am, I will say, as much as I would love to see a version of this game that is cards yeah. uh, in Radcrawl Legacies, uh, <laughs> I would love to see, I, I'm, I'm a huge sucker for the the like the classic third edition page of here's a picture yeah. of 17 different kinds of spears, and then here's yes. their stat blocks. Um, yes. I've been doing a lot of that in um, uh, this alien game that I've been playing, where yeah. there's like, a whole bunch of gear tables and like the thing we ran into is like really quickly uh when we made characters your all of the guns because first because again they've tried to like make these things reasonable and so like most of the like really good guns and weapons are way way outside of the price range of what characters can have and so you quickly go okay well i get one <laughs> weapon with like um with with my with my class but then i have all this extra money that i can spend like i have not like a lot of extra money but i have like two hundred dollars worth of extra money and that's like if a a gun or another or a set of armor is like five thousand dollars or like they have like uh like the smart cannons are like fifty thousand dollars so like okay i'm not what am i gonna do with two hundred dollars well um i can choose from this list of three different kinds of watches Yes. What does that even mean? <laughs> and like, why? Yes. If my character chooses the watch, does that imply the other characters don't have don't watches? have watches? What? <laughs> and James, and that is what I am trying to make. Yeah, but and, like, good. I was I was just talking with um Ollie Jeffries of um Quietus mm-hmm. uh about like the sublime joy of looking at the item table. Yeah, and seeing oh, it's so good. All of these choices. And that is, that's, that's dead in story gaming. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's alive anywhere else with my deep dive coming in into OSR. Maybe I'll learn that it's alive and well there. <laughs> but like, it's, it's nowhere. Yeah. It's, we don't have it. And well, like, even, even like Dungeon World, you have whatever item you, you have whatever weapon you want mm-hmm. and it does D8 damage or it does D6 damage. Yeah. And that's fine, I guess. I mean, like, no, it, theoretically, like, it tells you an item, but you go like, oh, you get dagger. Yeah. But, like, being able to open up your book and say, okay, I get to choose a level one item. I get to, I get to choose a level one uh, item that has the defensive tag, because I'm a cleric. Mm-hmm. And then you just look through, and you've got, like, yeah, oh, I've got, so these, I've got these five choices. I've got another 20 choices someone else made. 
Like that's yeah. fun. The closest thing is the like select from a list of 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 things yeah. that PBTA does. Like, and even that, it's like five things, and four of them are the same. Yeah, I like this is a good example though of why this was really fun because so so <laughs> the Samani E Series watch, which is on the list of diagnostics and displays, <laughs> it says that it weighs nothing. It costs fifty dollars, so it's okay. an expensive watch. And yeah. the effect, the effect column, which is the same column on this chart that like guns have like armor piercing is yeah. like that so that's the effect the effect yeah. is it tracks time oxygen and pressure levels and <laughs> and we were like wait what does that mean tracks time and, and, <laughs> and so we made such a big joke out of it like a bunch of us bought watches yeah and then we so on our everyone adventure buys watches but one and everyone looks at each other and goes sync your watches <laughs> Well, we actually hit, so we hit, a, we hit a moment where um, we are playing in a, like, Annihilation. Did you ever see the movie Annihilation? No, I don't see uh, the movie. Okay, you should see the movie Annihilation. <laughs> it's, it's very good. But it's these people who go inside of a, um, uh, like, a, a weird dome. Okay. And so we is just Gina got- Is Rodriguez in that? Yes. Okay. I know what movie it is. And I haven't seen it, though. It's very good. Anyway, so we get inside this dome and- and the like time and like we, we get the sense because the GM is explaining how it's nighttime all of a sudden. It was definitely yeah. daytime when we went out when we were outside. The yeah. time is moving differently in here. And so okay. we're trying to figure out how long the days are. Oh my and, God. and the GM and was got, like, I don't know if you would watches. know. I don't know if you would know that. And one of the guys goes, well, I did buy that watch. <laughs> so can I start the timer on the watch now to see how long this night cycle goes? Oh, so that when so it's daytime, good. you tell me how, well, how long the night was. And we yeah. did it. And we discovered that time is moving faster in this dome. That is so good. Like, and like that is the kind of like bizarre. Yeah. That is, that is a, it is a certain feel. It's a certain weird joy yeah and i want to capture that certain weird joy because if if we had just assumed that the character had a watch none of us would have called yeah. out hey i want to use my watch to uh I use my watch to do to this. time how the how the sun is going but because it yeah. was there and we all had just made a joke about it like <laughs> because you'd all spend 50 bucks i want we'd all spend 50 bucks on it yeah <laughs> so yeah like oh, oh my god so the, good the, and then there are, and then there are some wild things so it does give you a plus one bonus to your survival role which okay okay but like so one of the other things that's on this list is the the siegson c-series magnetic tape recorder and its effect <laughs> is that it records and plays music 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 and not it gives audio you a, nope mu- well i don't know it says <laughs> it records and plays music it gives okay. you a plus one bonus to manipulation captain's log <laughs> i don't know how it gives you a bonus to manipulation oh that's so good because def- you're playing music that gets them like in the mood primed yeah. to listen to you yeah i guess i don't know there's and like that's what i love like like as much as i and so that's where i think you definitely i like the idea of focusing on items as being the things that like your character that that your character uses to define themselves as an yeah. adventurer and having those items not be limited to armor and weapons is yeah. important because it should be this one cool i i played this is like in the same group um we played it how did we play we played um i don't even remember what system it was i think it was fate um okay but i i ran into uh my character got a walkman uh and he nice. was like a it was like a uh, a post-apocalyptic future thing okay so my character had no idea what a walkman was and yeah. the oracle told him that it's a walkman it makes you walk faster <laughs> 
And we were like, Fair. cool, great, excellent. And it doesn't, but uh, no. But if it had, that would have been very cool. And like, that would have been, I mean, it was very cool as it was because I and, carried this Walkman with me the whole time. And that's a fine intentment. Yeah. You yeah. know? Makes you walk faster. I kept trying to sell it to people. No one wanted to buy it. Of course. That, Except that me. is such a James thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so like the, the only like big questions, like I think I could write this game yeah. from this starting point. There's obviously questions of like, do I care about balance? Are players deciding what items they get? Yeah. Is there are there prices for items? Um, are there levels for items? Do do we want player advancement to also be a thing? And like all of those are just big question marks. But so, I think that's maybe okay for now. Yeah. I mean, I can answer all those questions for you right now. Oh, yeah, thank you. Let's let's handle that. Um, You don't want to have character advancement. It's just items. Okay. Um, And I don't know about if players are making character or are making the items, but the the system you described sounds like um, if you have, if you have like the, uh, what's the, I forget what the first uh, kind of of move was, the like the spear, Uh, the spear thing, form. Yeah. That sounds like you have a set of form moves. Yeah. So that just everything is a form or everything yeah. that has that form gets that move. And then yeah. you have the purpose, which some things have, but might not necessarily be limited to a specific type of item. Right. And so yeah. that's like a different chart of just different kinds of purposes. And then the only thing that's maybe unique to the, the item is the, is the enchantment. And so that oh, table... You're talking, you're talking a table. And so the table looks like a list of different mm. items, and then a list of their, their forms, and then a list of their purposes, and then the one, instead of, instead of the effect of tracks time and oxygen, uh, it is that, that, that move. And that's how you your know, table works. You know what I want? I want... I want a thing that you get the base game, and it comes with a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Like an Excel sheet that has a bunch of items in it. Yeah. And you go to a shop and you click a button oh, and, and it, it puts together a bunch of items. Yeah. And then any additional content that people create comes with a sheet that you stick in your spreadsheet, like a yeah. that you stick in your workbook. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to a shop, you hit the button and it yeah. bloop, That's cool. Add some more in. I, the idea of making the thing I was thinking about was making them thinking about them as being modular like that. Yeah. Let's you curate a set of items, but then also gives people a table to roll on to come up with things randomly or populate a shop. Cause I think you also could do things where you're like, Oh, hold the pass is an ability that can be used by spears and swords and shields. Mm -hmm. It cannot be used by daggers. No. Or it's extremely rare in daggers. Mm. Um, I don't know if I have the Excel skills to do this. I do. I can make this for you if you want. <laughs> once once it's a little further along, I might uh-huh. ask you that. It's actually, um, I think, would be very easy to do. Because, like, think of how cool that would be. Like, if you could, go, if you go on drive-thru, go on itch, whatever, and you're like, oh, I'm buying these 20 new things. And then you stick it into your, you just, like, grab the attached Excel sheet. Yeah. You stick it in your overall Excel sheet. That you've got shared with your other players. Mm -hmm. And then you click a button. And like, boom, you've got five new items. And like, Mm. you can decide as if you're the GM, just like planning your session. You can go like, oh, I'm sticking these. I'm still putting these two in my adventure. 
or if you're yeah. players at a shop, you go, oh, here they are. Here are the options. Or even just here's the like, click it once. Here's the item that's hidden in the middle of this hex grid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where it is, but yeah. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. Yeah. 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 Okay. That'd be pretty easy to do. And like that, that is admittedly like that suggests that you're going to have a computer or a tablet sure. or maybe, maybe a phone that is pretty decent at navigating spreadsheets. But, yeah. you know, maybe you do that ahead of time. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And that's, I've, I've definitely like, there is, I mean, we did an episode on, on technology at the table, like as our yeah. third or fourth episode, but I wonder if it isn't and, time and for like, we're in, and now we're in this hell that we're always at our yeah. technology. Um, uh, I wonder if, if like looping back around to that, because like, one of the things that I've been thinking about for my space game is having like s- interconnected systems so that whenever yeah. you take an action on one system, it degrades or or benefits mm, the system, yeah. a bunch of other, a web of other systems. And like, that's oh. the kind of thing where maybe having where an Excel a, sheet helps. Yeah. Or maybe even like an app, like a dedicated or phone an app. app. Uh, yeah. Apps are tough though. Yeah. I know how to make an Excel sheet. I don't know how to make an app. That's true. I could definitely Admittedly, do this. I also don't know how to make a podcast. So well, <laughs> I think you you know more than you think. Oh, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's a thing that uh I've been thinking about more. That because I think I think that that is in on on the on, in the sphere of games and things that come with them. I haven't yeah. seen a lot of games that have Excel spreadsheets where you click a button and it generates random characters for you. I yeah. don't know that I've seen any game that has an app associated with it. A lot of board games do. Oh uh, yeah, I was going to say like Gloomhaven does. Mhm. I don't know if that's official. Uh, it's One Night Ultimate Werewolf does, which um, I think is official. You know but what does? Right. RPGs. D&D what? Beyond does. Oh, true. D&D has an associated app. Man, you know what? A big D&D Beyond style infrastructure where you can have microtransactions to get your new enchantment. We can't talk about that, that's, Brandon. That's what this is about. That's what this is for. Yeah. Uh, I should be clear. Even though I've gotten rid of the roguelike and legacy elements... It is still a cash grab. Yes. Yeah. That's important, I think. Yeah. That's the most vital thing about this game. <laughs> the the heart, as as uh, Kevin Petker asks, what is the heart of your game? The heart of my game is cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. It's red call, red crawl, cash grab. Yeah. The R is a dollar sign. Yeah. 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 Somehow. There's no, there's no ass in red crawl. I do like that, though. No, it's the D. The or D has to wait, have a... The D is for dollars and has a dollar sign. Yeah. The two slashes it, through the middle. And it's origins and the yeah. S has uh, a dollar sign. Yeah, there it's just another S. Then another yeah. dollar sign. Oh, wait. Crawl has a C. Yep. The sign for cents. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're good at this. Yep. Now how we're just free how spell words. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, yeah, Rad Crawl Origins. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see it coming out. Um <laughs> I think that you definitely should call it that. I think that you should never explain it. Um, <laughs> yeah, when it becomes, when it rivals D and D, people will come back yeah. and go like, "Oh my gosh, I listened to a podcast that explains where Radcrawl Origins came from." <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what are other? Um, oh, Rad. Yeah, then then you'll then you'll do Radcrawl two, and then Radcrawl Inquisition. And then <laughs> too rad to crawl. To crawl. I'm just looking at Dragon Age titles now. Um, oh, okay. Rad you can do X Men titles too. That had Wolverine origins. Yeah, 
That too. Radcrawl is named for the best movie ever made, Wolverine Origins. <laughs> Radcrawl. <laughs> crawls of future past. <laughs> and, this is awful. And maybe the, we the, could the end of the episode. The Rad Phoenix Saga. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but I would totally read the Rad Phoenix Saga. <laughs> yeah. Just the regular Phoenix Saga, but more rad. Yeah, exactly. Sunglasses on everybody. Yes. Yes, that's sunglasses on everybody, and maybe, maybe, uh, no genocide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sunglasses on everybody is the name of my uh, ska band. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, it's the it's the name of my micro RPG. <laughs> um, so, God, this episode. I was watching. I was out, I was watching an episode of Power Rangers earlier, and in uh, in uh, Jungle Fury, their morphers are sunglasses, and okay. so the so sunglasses, sunglasses and transform the sunglasses will beep, and then that's like how they communicate. And okay. in the episode I was watching, the the guy's sunglasses beeped. He put them on, and he could see the person he was talking to, who happened to be the villain, who was like, "Come fight me now!" And I was like. <laughs> We're really dispensing with all story here, aren't we? Okay, but like straight up, that's exactly what I'm going for in my game. Yeah. Like, like I don't want a long dungeon. Yep. I want like set pieces where you're like, you're fighting a warlock while jumping between buildings. That's the experience I want. Dylan was literally like, I'm here. Where are you? You're late to our battle. And then, and then, yeah. Then they do I, some, I can't find you. Throw down a pin. And then they do some hand gestures while wearing the sunglasses, and then they morph into the into rangers. Yeah, no, that's that is what as as previously discussed. <laughs> this this is game really is definitely based on a certain genre. episodes yes. of Power Rangers. Yeah, they oh they did uh, actually slam all their weapons together into a bazooka and then shoot her <laughs> later. But spoilers, she wanted that. In fact, it was the, her plan the whole time. Oh no, uh, she was trying to like absorb their power. I think by being attacked by them. By being attacked by yeah. them. Okay, it was weird. It was a yeah. Power Rangers if, is weird. If your enemies tell you. This is where I am. Come fight me. Do not go fight them. No. They're just trying to get you to combine your weapons and shoot them with more power so and that they can become more powerful. And after you shoot them, if they say, please again, shoot me more, maybe definitely stop. Maybe definitely stop. That's de- was it Was it Days of Future Past, that Power Rangers episode where Kevin Bacon wanted to get shot with the combined yeah, weapons in order was, to have more yeah. power? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. It all ties together. Yep. This this episode is cohesive. It really is. Like like a lot of weapons pushed together. <laughs> yep. In order, like a thermometer in Sudoku. <sighs> so I did it. I did, did it. it. I brought it all it together. back together. So yeah. if you want to uh suggest ideas for items, tell me more about dumb um Power Rangers episodes, or put on sunglasses uh on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, you can do that. Together we are at Stop, Hack, and Roll, and individually I am at End the Meltdowns. And I'm at B. Leon Gambetta. You can find all our episodes, links to some of the games we've been working on, and a little bit more at www.stophackandroll.com. You can, technically, email us at james or brandon at stopbackandroll.com. If you like the show, give us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you find us. It helps other people find the show. We make this podcast with the support of our Patreon backers. Uh, I'd like to welcome a couple new backers, David Gibb, Barth Vader, and Kylie, as well as thank some old favorites like Jeff Stormer, Oliver Perks, uh, Michael Perdue, Troy Pitchelman, uh, Brian Bartlett, Christian Guanzan, uh, Jimmy Rogers, and Greg Walters. 
If you'd like to support our show and become one of those names on that list, then check us out at patreon.com slash stophackandroll. If you can't support us financially, consider supporting our community by becoming a part of it. Join our Discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. So I've got another item that I want to introduce you to you. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm, n- I'm not going to go through the form sure. purpose sure, enchantment. Sure. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm not going to say the beginning intro for it. I'm just going to say uh, each of the things. Okay. Okay. And I don't want you to forget them. Okay. So don't forget, stop, hack, and roll. Okay.